What's up, guys? It's Eric Melcher, where you are listening to my podcast, Innovators Can Laugh, where I dive into the interesting and fascinating stories of innovators from all over Romania and Eastern Europe. Before I forget, if you enjoy the show, please give us a review and join our newsletter at innovatorscanlaugh.com, where you can get a preview and show notes of every guest we have on the show. Do you own a pet? or know someone who does? If so, how can you ensure that your beloved dog or cat is receiving the best care and attention while you are away on holiday or at work? I sat down with co-founder Claudia Goga from care to pets and discussed her entrepreneurial journey as she created the country's number one pet sitting platform here in Romania and how she expanded into other markets. Without further ado, let's jump right into the conversation. Yeah, it's so crazy because I was looking at your background. I think you went into accounting for one of your degrees. And so obviously yeah. you like math, but you've, you're like a drag of all trades when it comes to entrepreneurship, having started so many different startups. Did you think when you were in college that you would be starting companies and being an entrepreneur? Yeah, yeah. So I knew before I started college, I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur and having my own business. And maybe even earlier than when I started college. And when, when I started college, I actually enrolled in two universities. So one was informatics uh, and the other one was the accountant. But yeah, at that time, I didn't know how it will all turn out and how it would fit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So after university, what was one of the big decisions that, that you made in terms of your career? So after university, I enrolled in the master's degree. And uh, when I finished the master's degree, I decided uh, I wouldn't get a job. So I would just start my own business. And at that time, I had uh, my dissertation thesis was something about sentiment analysis. So basically, we analyzed the product reviews and uh, made some sentiment analysis based on the product aspects. So not on the general review, but on aspects and features of the product. And I figured, okay, if I have that, let's uh, do a business around that. (laughs) Now, there's a lot of software development that sounds like that goes into such a a product, uh, a SaaS product. Do you know how to code or how are you with software? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I do all the coding myself, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's remarkable. When you told your parents that, hey, I'm not going to look for a job, I'm going to start my own business, what was their reaction? Were they supportive or were they against? Yeah, they just let me do whatever I wanted to try out. So, <laughs> yeah, so I, my father was actually an entrepreneur. So maybe, yeah, it didn't sound very crazy to be an entrepreneur having your own company. But for them, it was for them it was difficult to understand what I was doing because they were used to the the regular businesses, not the startups and technical startups. So yeah, it was a bit weird, and it took quite some time for them because I was working from home. And when you're home, they people don't know and don't act like you are at work. So they think like you're just at home sitting around, you know. <laughs> So yeah, it took a while for them to get accommodated with that and to see that, okay, I'm actually working. Yeah, no, my wife is totally like that. I could be working on a project for a client or doing something really important. And then she'll just come in and start talking to me (laughs) and expect me to drop everything I'm doing 
And then we go into, I'll answer her, but then she has more questions or one that talks more. So mm -hmm. if I don't have the door shut, it's almost like 99% of the time I'm going to be interrupted. So I totally get what you mean. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're working from home. You're not really working. So you can do this. You can do that. Yeah. You can do that. <laughs> yeah it's pretty difficult. I, I completely understand. Okay. So did you have a name for this startup or the one with the software that was showing the, uh, the different emotions and reviews? Yeah, it was called the uh, Sentibio. Okay. Yeah, but as I said earlier, when I look back on all my, my, my first startups, they don't seem like real businesses because I wasn't even incorporated. I didn't make any money. So yeah, now they seem like this. Okay, I like I tested some ideas, like I was playing around, but it doesn't sound so serious now uh, but that I have more experience. In addition to creating the product, were you ever trying to get users, getting people to uh, experiment or test the product, like companies or other people? Yeah, so at some point I thought, okay, maybe the best way to monetize that is to sell to like large companies who are doing customer insights and uh, customer research. Maybe they will be interested in such a solution. So uh, what I did, I just reached out on LinkedIn to managers on those companies to ask for their feedback. As I said, it, I started this from a solution, not a problem that I had. And I never worked in, especially in a, such a large company. So I have no idea how their processes look like. So I didn't, if you don't know, if you don't understand yourself, so it is very difficult to, to create a business. Yeah, yeah, I'm guessing, but probably from their perspective, exactly like you said, this is a solution looking for a problem, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which makes it so much harder to get in the door, get a meeting, do a presentation. Yeah, I completely understand. After this startup, what was the next, the next venture that you worked on? So after this, I attended the Startup Weekend event and I joined a team and we actually won the, the Startup Weekend then, and then we continued working on that the idea. So the initial idea that was pitched at Startup Weekend was an idea to have a platform where uh, families can match families so they can have a play dates and to go in vacations together and something like that. But then in time, we, we pivoted to, to a platform for uh, people that uh, moved abroad so they can have, so they can meet other uh, people from their country. So yeah. people who move abroad, like me. Yeah. <laughs> What would I use the platform form to meet locals or just meet other expats? Um, yeah, to meet other expats. Okay. And so what happened with Moved Abroad with this platform? To be honest, when I, when I look back, so it was, so I just joined, but because it would seem like an interesting idea, but in the end, I don't think that I, I understood so the problem because it wasn't a problem that I, I dealt with. So yeah, it was like difficult. And to be honest, I'm not sure that I believed so much in that idea. And, the, and this can have an impact. And also the team was formed. Uh, so I was working with uh, other people that I didn't knew very well before. And yeah, we didn't work together before. So yeah, that was a bit challenging. Yeah, but it was like a learning experience and so on. Yeah. This startup weekend, was it in Moresh? Yeah. Yeah. Was it a big turnout? Uh, we had around 50 attendants, 50 attendees. 
Yeah, and around like ten men. Great, yeah, great. But but it was a smaller event comparing to to like the others in larger cities. But it was like a great atmosphere and yeah, we the community and everything. So yeah, it was oh, it was a great. So yeah. So from this turnout, did you meet anybody that could be that you thought maybe this could be a future co partner? This is somebody that I would like to work. With and maybe a future company or initiative? Not not necessarily. So I knew a lot of people there, but for me, what I noticed and that that what works for me is to be a single founder, and yeah, that that has worked for me. And also to have some advisor and mentor, which was like really important for me. And okay. Now, at this time, did you find such a mentor that hey, there's just somebody here that's got a lot of experience, somebody I can learn from? Did that any kind of relationship with the mentor develop from this uh, weekend uh, startup weekend? No, but when I started Care to Pets, I, I also did some freelancing you know, in that time. So there was a guy I I used to work with his startup, and he stopped his startup, and then he was looking to okay, what else to do and new opportunities. And uh, since he worked with me and he knew me, he was asking, okay, what are you doing? And uh, after I told him, then he wanted to join as a partner in uh, care to pets And yeah, that was uh, like a great impact because I think that it helped me to grow and to expand my mind and to grow the business. And there was lots of opportunities. For example, the expansion to other countries. He was the one that made that happen. So uh-huh. if I was uh, alone, I don't think I would contact the, those founders. Um, so right. yeah, that that turned out so great. So okay, we're going to jump to Care to Pets in just a second. So mm-hmm. prior to Care to Pets, you're doing some freelancing work. What are some of the services that you were offering? I'm doing mostly like landing page designs. This is something that I like to do. Yeah, and at some point I did some conversion rate uh, optimization consultancy. But to be honest, it didn't work out so great because the clients that I had, I, I didn't get to actually test. So I made suggestions and so on. And with some client, I even implemented the A-B test. And yeah, but then when it came to, okay, push the button and okay, <laughs> run the experiment, they they just, well, I don't think we will do it. So it wasn't very motivating for me because I couldn't see the the results of my work. Yeah, that does happen sometimes where a client really believes that landing page A is the one that's <laughs> going to work and there's no reason to test landing page B or the messaging on landing page B. I once actually offended a boss of mine because I wanted to experiment a run and test and he was on one side where he thought the messaging was the one to go with and put all the <laughs> there and I thought no the other messaging was the one that I created I -hmm. thought was a lot better and I offended him by actually making a wager and saying hey why don't we test this and I'll put dollars out of my own pocket and if you're if your messaging wins you win the money but he found that offensive and it was a downhill relationship from that point on but yeah unfortunately there are some people who do not believe in experimentation which if you're going to be a great marketer you should always be testing. Okay, so what are some courses um, that you found were very valuable to learn new skills and, and develop your toolkit when it came to not just advising other clients, but also help you with your companies? 
Yeah, so regarding skills, not sure if there were specific courses, but all the projects that I was involved, for example, of course, I learned about Lean Startup and customer development early on. But for example, I had a four month job at a company and they teach me how to do growth marketing. And that is where I learned about conversion rate optimization and landing page optimization. So that helped me then to, to be a freelancer. And about marketing and social media, I wasn't even on social media, I wasn't active, but when I worked at Organizing Startup Weekend event, then I, I, I saw how, how this can be leveraged and how to do marketing and social media. So it's something yeah, that I learned by seeing and through experience. Okay. Okay. So let's, you're doing some freelancing. What happened during this time that sparked an idea of creating care to pets? And if you could share what that spark was, and then also briefly describe what care to pets is. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking to, uh, for new startup ideas. And for me, I figured that it's best to start from something that I actually like. So I think I thought about, oh, okay, so what do I like? And of course, there was pets because I always liked pets. For me, if you ask me what uh, superpower do I want to have? So the first answer that comes to mind is to talk, to be able to talk to animals. It, it would be like the best superpower, but I don't know. This is just what comes to mind first. Uh, to, talk to, to talk to them and get a response back, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> Yeah, because, yeah, you're right, because we can talk to them, but yeah, yeah. yeah we don't get the response now. Because <laughs> my little son talks to them all the time. He's four. He talks to goats and chickens <laughs> and dogs all the time. Yeah, I, I know that as well. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So you're thinking, I love talking. I love, I love being around pets. And then did the idea spark one day when you were out walking or when you were in the shower, when you were having oh, a glass of wine? Yeah. Yeah, I did some. So this is my process that, okay, I do some uh, brainstorming again to think about, okay, all the ideas that could be without judgment. Yeah. And the pet sitting idea was one of them. And it was something that interests me because I remember previously I saw like a friend of mine uh, posted that he needed a pet sitter. And it, it was something that I found, oh, that's great. Uh, it's something that I, I want to do to take care of other people's pets. Yeah, that was seem interested. And there's also another thing interesting because at the time I was uh, thinking, okay, whether it would be a pet sitting business, business or other idea. And a friend of mine just sent me like a meme or an article, something regarding pet sitting. So I thought, no, you know what? That's a sign. So this is what I should do. So, yeah. And that is how it started. <laughs> okay. And so I obviously I know you know how to code, but when you decided to launch it, did you decide that you needed any type of investment to get the portal up and running first? What was the uh, the first steps? So I started the business without investment and I didn't even have a lot of money put aside. <laughs> so, yeah, I just bought a domain and that was it. I did the web, de web development myself and I didn't have um, actually budgeted for marketing. Things just started to happen without me planning them. So one thing was that I got an advisor and for marketing, we I made a deal with him that he will, uh, for extra equity, he will give me some money for marketing, but it was like, yeah, a very low amount. 
but it was sufficient for us to to get things going and to actually have customers and paying customers and after that so our first business model was like the regular commission based model so pet owners actually uh, paid the pet sitter directly through our pet platform and that means meant that the money was first in our account and it was like a delay between the time we received the money and the time we had to pay out the pet sitter and this yeah so so this is how we got cash flow so even though at that time we didn't we weren't making a lot of money so the business wasn't making a lot of money but we always had like a lot of money in the bank account so we can pay for expenses and so on. Yeah. What were some of the initial marketing um, strategies and tactics you were doing to grow awareness for Care to Pets? Like how were you, sp- you spinning that initial marketing investment and budget? Yeah, so the first thing that we do because we didn't have money, so I just joined a lot of Facebook groups related to pets and pet parents and vets. And I just posted on that groups. And, and yeah, the... Other marketing was to actually run Google AdWords, which uh, turned out to be like really efficient for us in Romania because yeah, people are also are already looking for the solution. And yeah, we got for Romania, we did get like a very good to click uh, cost per click and so on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Now the platform, obviously it can match a dog sitter with a family that's looking for a dog sitter, what else can the platform do? Or is that just the main essential function of the platform? Yeah, this is the main essential. So there are two ways. It's either you can contact directly the, the pet sitter, or there is a feature where uh, pet owners can uh, create like a public request. This is what we call it. So basically, they fill out their need, and that um, goes to all the pet sitters who meet that criteria. And the ones that are uh, interested and available, they, they send the price offers to the pet owners. And then the pet owner can choose a pet sitter, which suits his needs. So. so the pet owner can see the profile of the pet sitter. Are there mm-hmm. also any sort of testimonials or any ratings no. about the pet sitter? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. They have ratings and reviews from other pet owners. And we also, what we do, our pet sitters are all pre-vetted and we have, we verified their identity first and we have interview with, with interviews with them before they, they can have a profile on our platform. Really? Yeah. These interviews are actually uh, interviews like through a, a Zoom? Phone. Through phone? No, it's okay. not Zoom, just phone interviews. And yeah. you verify their identification, so you ask for the yeah. Romanian ID? Yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. So since COVID happened, lots of more, lots of people are working from home. And in the States, there's been a rise in pet ownership and, and pet adoption. Is the same thing here happening here in Romania? So I also noticed this, but I don't have the data to support this. But it's something that I, I noticed that more people have more pets and yeah, during this time. Yeah. So it's something that I noticed that, yeah. For somebody who does it full time, can they make a good living doing it? Yes. There were some pet, pet sitters who, who are doing this full time and they did have, they did earn like quite well, but those are mostly like rare cases. Most of them, they just do this on besides their job or maybe some of them are working for home and they have more time. Okay. You mentioned earlier you had a, a partner who 
uh, was really uh, motivated to expand Care to Pets. And so can you tell us more about that? Where did you guys expand to and how did that work from an execution standpoint? Was there competition already in those markets or were you the first in those markets with such a, a service? So in Romania, we weren't the first, but we are... Uh... But we managed to beat the competition, <laughs> and yeah, I just re- and now I see that they are not longer active. And in other countries, so we expanded to Hungary, and there was only a platform there called Dogsturf, and that is the one that we acquired. Yeah, so yeah, and there's also in we last year we expanded to Czech Republic. There, there's so that was the the main platform which we also. <laughs> This is exciting. A minute ago, you were talking about you created this business. There was no outside investment. You had little money to put into it. And now you're acquiring other companies. (laughs) So when you say acquire, I'm sure there's more to it than just the domain name. Are you also acquiring the full business, meaning a lot of those customers that were on that platform, you're now able to communicate to them. You've got their contact information. And does that what that means? Yeah, so we acquired their assets, not the actual business, so not the legal entity, just the assets. So that means all the social accounts, all the users, the database, the, the the technical platform, and I don't know, just, yeah, domain name and so on. So. <laughs> well, fantastic. How did you beat the competition here in Romania? Because you said you weren't the first to the market, but you beat the first player. How did you do that? Maybe, maybe I think maybe the founders are really important because from what I knew, so the other platform founder was uh, someone who had a full-time job somewhere abroad. And he also used this platform with his mother. And so I don't know him, yeah, but I suspect that maybe there wasn't such a high motivation to, yeah, to expand the business and to do more. This is what I think, but I cannot yeah. know for sure. Yeah, it sounds like he wasn't putting his sweat, blood, and tears into the business, uh, especially yeah. when he had he had another full time uh, job. So let's talk about life outside of care to pets. Do you have any hobbies that you enjoy? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I like to go for a walk. I, I I also like to cook, so I like to to work from home and to be able to cook my lunch. What's your favorite dish that you like to make? Um, yeah, it usually it, it changes. And now, and right now, I think I like the, the tofu stir fry. But I don't know, but, but it changes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not vegan and I don't really eat vegetarian, but mm-hmm. a good tofu stir fry dish, I, I enjoy. I really like <laughs> that. Yeah, and I don't eat tofu, but if it's good, I, I really enjoy that. Hey, has there been any books that have had a big impact on your life that you would recommend to? So regarding startups, of course, I would recommend Lean Startup and The Mom Test, which I think they're like staples books for entrepreneurship. And one of the books that I recently read and I, I really enjoyed was uh, The Code of the Code to Extraordinary Mind from uh, Vishen Lakhiani, who is the founder of Mindbelly. So that book I, I really enjoyed. So it, it's also about uh, happiness and to the, the social norms and uh, social conditioning and how to overcome that. Yeah, so it's something that I resonated and, and liked. So. <laughs> Looking back, let's say you were to go back 10 years ago. Can you imagine what you're doing today, what you're doing right now? 
or do you think it'd be a total shock? Uh, I don't know. Probably, yeah, probably 10 years ago, probably I didn't have a very clear picture, okay, how I wanted things to to be like, I didn't have a picture that's okay, I want things to be like this and that. Yeah, yeah but it, yeah, and I, I wanted to be, to have the freedom to schedule my own time and uh, yeah, to work on my business. So it's something that I'm doing now. So <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'm on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who are working for an employer, or maybe they're in university, maybe they're in school, but they're thinking about starting a, a business, what would be your advice that you would like to share with them today on being an entrepreneur? I would say, yeah, just start. <laughs> and if it feels like too much of a challenge, then maybe just start small, start doing like small tasks. Just, yeah, you don't have to do like very big things for the start. So just start. And also what I said before, what was important for me is to, to find an advisor or mentor who has more experience than you and who can uh, keep you accountable and who can help you to prioritize tasks based on what is really important and what could bring results. So basically to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and there's also like marketing is really important, especially for, for tech founders, because it doesn't matter if you have a very cool and useful product, because yeah, you need to bring it to the world and, and people will need to hear about it. Yeah, yeah. Are there one or two founders that you would like to uh, maybe say something? Yeah, so I would like to thank Jason, my advisor, and also Stelian, who is our new investor. Yeah, for, yeah. <laughs> so that investment was uh, another thing that just happened without without us planning. And it also happened right before. So we finalized things before the lockdown. And it was it was such a, like, a helpful because uh, without that investment, yeah, I don't know, <laughs> maybe we were <laughs> shut down. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Where can people learn more about Care to Pets? They can visit our website. So it's www.caretopets.com. And we also, if they are from Hungary, then they can visit dogini.au. And if they are from Czech Republic, they can visit dogini.ce. Wonderful. And for everyone listening, until next week, this is Eric Melcher saying goodbye and la revedere. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show this week. If you are not a subscriber, please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to write to me, my address is innovatorscanlab at substack.com. If you want to follow me on Twitter at Melcher underscore Eric, on Facebook or Instagram at Innovators Can Laugh. I'm Eric Melcher and you're listening to Innovators Can Laugh.